Okay. Let's get into this. This is what I'm going to say. Just because Joe Biden won the 2020 election does not mean racism is gone. Our issues are no longer there. Joe Biden winning is a means to celebrate because we made a step forward. We have not completely destroyed racism. We have not completely destroyed bigotry. We have not completely destroyed police brutality. But we put someone in office that is not pro these things or not antagonizing these things, not adding fuel to the fire about these things. That's the point of Joe Biden winning. Heck, at that point, we were ready to elect anyone who just didn't stand with that. I'm first going to address the people that annoy me the most right now, the people that keep pointing it out. Um, oh, why, why do you even care? We're, we're just going to get another racist or we're just going to go back to the status quo. Shut up. All of you, shut up. We will only go back to status quo if you allow us to go back to status quo. We will only stay where you decide to stand. If you don't want to go back to that, then why are we why do we have to stop? Why can't we keep this going? Why can't we keep applying pressure where pressure is needed? We it should be seen as a good thing because now we don't have to keep applying as much pressure as we did before. The goal is to eventually stop. Is not saying here is not the stop. You can decide when to stop. If you don't want us to stop, then you should inform and use your voice and use your body and your passion to make sure it keeps going. But it only stops when you say it stops. To the people that say that the that we're done. I don't I don't appreciate it. We're not done. We didn't win. Joe Biden winning does not mean everything is good and dandy now. Take your, your small victory. Celebrate. But don't immerse yourself in it. Don't expect things to to just become perfect. Work still needs to be done. New problems, new enemies. Even if it's not next week, if it's next year, something happens, you have to be prepared. You have to try. The biggest problem that we face right now is 70 million. 70 million people decided in morals don't take presidents. The economy does. Money, financial, uh, you know, financial progression is more, th- it is worth more than a human life. And people's feelings and people's livelihood. It's not just saying that feelings are the, the only thing. 
Because you could say then, oh, people feel like they, they want more money or they need more money to live. It's not saying that. I know money is important. But doing that on the backs of people, on the turmoil and the struggle that people had endured for that, if you can't get a large amount of a large amount of people to agree with your movement to get to that uh, piece, then it's not worth it. I'd say if your goal does not uh, reach 75%, if 75% does not want your goal, how good is that goal? I say, and, and that's, I know that sounds uh, impossible, especially in today's climate, I know. I'm saying that, and it, it sounds outrageous. But if you really want something, 75%, if it's if it's for the whole world, and 75% of that world doesn't want it, how good is it then? If only 30% of people want this, how good is that? Imagine making a product and only 30% want that product. You're going to try to figure out ways to make that uh, not only keep your base, but expand to others. Heck, having 55% is seen as a good thing. It means you have a majority. When you are in that position of power, your goal is always to do the best for the most amount of people. To put in place things that protect the most amount of people. To uplift the most amount of people. That is your job. That is your duty. And when you don't do those jobs, when you don't, when you're unable to do that job, you got to say, well, I have to stand down because I am not able to do that job. That's, at least that's my opinion. I will say right now is not the time to do that uh, good game. It is time to confront people under decisions and actions. It is time to say why. Why do we have to act friendly again and be quiet? Why do we have to follow these policies? Because this person literally doesn't care if I live or die or if someone comes into my house and murders me. And I have to work with him. I have to go to celebrations and, and work mandates and and listen to meetings that that is my my surroundings i'm not saying that people will not have different opinions and different moral stances in the workplace but people should be able to know if their moral stances are the complete uh the the complete thought of killing you or destroying you. Sorry, uh, I said that way wrong. If their beliefs are intentionally to kill you and people like you and your race and 
your family, your children, why would you want to work with that person? Why would you even want that person uh, around or near or even in your town? Now, I know you're going to think, this sounds a lot like racist rhetoric with uh, with white people saying they want to deal with black people. Mm, I, I can already hear it now. But I'll explain the difference. This doesn't have to do with anything of your race. This really doesn't. This has to do with the the context of your character. There are some black people after this election that I will never talk to. There are Hispanic people that I never want to meet. There are white people that I would never shake their hand. All races. Not because of the color of their skin or how beautiful or how ugly. It's because that they decided against me. They decided that things were not... And racism and bigotry was not a deal breaker. That's why we can't be friends. That's why I can't envision you in my world. Unless you grow out of that. It's not an agree to disagree when the, mor- the morality... The stakes are so high. This isn't about save the turtles, don't save the turtles. Sign the petition, don't sign the petition. No, these are human lives. That is the issue. That is the problem. Ice Cube was one of my favorite rappers of all time. And why I will always and forever look at him funny is because he sided with a an individual that constantly told lies, that didn't fulfill his promises, that ran on mislead, uh, misleading and empowering the the corrupt masses, empowering hate, and thought that he could do something about it. He can change it. He was the Messiah. And when called out and when tried to bring back, he bit at us, accused us, blamed us. And we we weren't having it. We were tired at that point. We've already experienced that before with others. Kanye West was a perfect example of a person who had time after time after time. People not believing what we're saying. People throwing our words in the back of the bus. People comparing everything and every action to the extreme extent. The extremism. Always plaguing our life. Bringing a case of a person doing one bad thing and amping it to the to the extreme, to its limits. Comparing black people to the most psychopathic killers ever around, ever in this planet's history. Ignoring the white killers, the Hispanic killers, the 
Jewish killers. Talking about all our faults and all our problems. Everything that had to do with the color of our skin. The marches, our groups, our beliefs, our protests. Anything we had to say, there was a counter-argument. There was never a chance to listen, a chance to, to speak, a chance to be heard. It was always a counter-argument. We say one thing, they say another. And there is no excuse. It wasn't like it was in the 1960s. It wasn't like we didn't have proof and evidence and and cameras and it wasn't like we didn't ask for compromise. We asked, what do you want us to do? We asked for options and opinions and thoughts, but nothing. And all our plans were never listened to. When we tried to make something reasonable, we got shot down. I said, I'm not for abolishing the police. I'm for police reform. Now, this is an older me. My stance is slightly different now, but I wanted police reform, not, not because I hated police, but because I loved police, and I loved the thought of having someone there to protect me. I wanted cops to wear body cams every time they got into a altercation so they would have proof and evidence to back up their claims. It was it never has to be a a second thought. It doesn't have to be a long ongoing investigation so they can get back and do their job and raise their kids and feed their family. So anything that they did do wrong could be brought to light. We can get the bad apples. So there isn't a dead man that can't defend himself and a cop that's word is law. I believed that all cops would want that. All good cops would love that and praise that. So they never have to go one more day with, is this cop a good cop or a bad cop, a dirty cop? But it seemed that they they didn't want that. They made every reason not to even try our idea. To push, to, to literally destroy and put down every idea we had. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of getting nowhere. But we are not nowhere. We got somewhere. And we can keep going somewhere. We take another step. We keep going. These I picked Biden for stability. I picked Biden so I would have a chance to uh, raise my kids to raise my family, to teach my people. So I didn't have to worry about somebody directly coming to kill me. Directly at me, a direct adversary. 
black people, you need to know that there are direct adversaries and there are opponents. There are people that hate you and there's people that dislike you or people that just don't like you. I have picked a person who doesn't like me, who doesn't care for me, but doesn't hate me to a point to come and do something about that. Just doesn't like me. I'd rather have that because hate can make you go out and do something. Hate can make you talk and radicalize other people. Hate can change you. That's why hate is very powerful. Hate is neither good nor bad because I can use hate as a positive thing. I hate that uh, certain muscles aren't as strong as they should be. So when I get into the gym, I use that hate. I turn that hate to passion, and then I try. I maintain. I keep going back into it. I keep working on those muscles. I keep researching. And love is not always good or bad. It's not always the good. Because people can love a lifestyle, love a person, love, a thing that's not necessarily good for them. They love the wrong thing. I'll say this. I've been in a place too long with people who believe that they're right because they have numbers that back them up. I've been the only one to speak sense in a place where it's, it's senseless. When everyone thinks that they're right. And I'm the only one. I've been in a place of isolation too long. I know how it feels to get into that situation. I know how it feels. It's a test. What would you do? Would you fall into the vices? Would you betray your morals? Would you succumb for the sake of peace? Everyone acts like God's greatest trials are fighting demons in, I don't know, uh, staying abstinent, fighting tyranny. No, sometimes the biggest adversary is losing your hair. Speaking about politics publicly to co-workers. Dealing with an embarrassing situation. Standing up for something you believe in. Making a ruckus. Abandoning your parents. Cutting off relationships. Cleaning your room. Waking up, acknowledging you have a problem. Working out. God's greatest trials are not the ones that that are extreme. They're every day. I watched a movie. The Prince of Egypt. It taught me the greatest lesson that God's greatest miracles happen every day.
It's a wonder. You just have to learn to appreciate it. Now, the charlatans always want to make miracles sound like they come once in a lifetime and you would pay all the money to see. Why do you keep getting hearing those those same people that get married say, oh, childbirth is a miracle? It sounds corny, but that's exactly why it's so beautiful. It's always corny until you get there and then you understand why it's so corny, yet so beautiful. Getting married. Getting with someone that you really connect with. Having sex with someone you really want to have sex with. Eating that that food that you really wanted to eat you haven't had in a long time. Going into a place that you always wanted to go to. And having it actually smack. Saying something would happen and being right. Betting and gambling and, and you know, now that, that one's more extreme. That doesn't happen every day, but getting up, waking up with all your limbs and your feelings and your body not aching. Going to the gym and noticing that your muscles are growing. Eating vegetables and not feeling like shit. Drinking water. Clean water out of a bottle. People don't have that. These are miracles that happen every day and we ignore them. Or we kind of forget about it. The fact that you can even do that is a miracle in itself. Because that's something that's supposed to be. And yet it's so crucial and important. Because when you take it away, it really puts life into perspective. No matter how strong you are, you are so fragile. No, I, no matter how big you are, how buff you are, you're so weak. A person can come up and hit you with a bat, and they could be five foot even, and you could be six foot three, and your life will forever change. Didn't matter about the size. It didn't matter about the weight. It's just that. I'm telling you now, do not start doubting. Do not start becoming complacent. Do not start uh, the road to destruction again. This could be the beginning if you allow it. Don't allow us to have to relearn the same lesson we just got out of. Don't just allow the passage of time to, to make people think like that. Force them to think like that. This is our time, our ability. One day people will die. One day these things shall pass. It's not to say that they won't. And sometimes you do got to be patient. Sometimes you got to let things run their course. People die off. Ways just disappear. But others you can change, you can affect, you can push. Some things you need to push, so they happen right now. You say, if it's not happening today, I'm making it so it happens the next day, the next possible day. 
I like to win plus a little bit extra. That's why I'm not sitting there just soaking it and absorbing my victory. I'm using it. I'm using the happiness. I'm using the aura to to show we have a victory. We can succeed. We can accomplish things. Your voice does matter. So now that we have proved it, let's utilize it. I don't need AOC to become a good person. She's a good person herself. I'm going to be a good person myself. I'm going to do the actions to then become that. I'm not going to wait until everything died off so she can finally, after being in in politics for 15 plus years, and every, all the other ones have, have gone away or lessened their uh, their ideals, and then she can finally start to employ the, the very things we're talking about today. No, I want her to do that in the next five years. I want to see her already starting and applying these things. Heck, I want her to do that now. To all the Republicans and, and liberals and the scaredy cats and whatever, we're like, they're going to take our guns. They're going to take our guns. Look, I will tell you this. I'm a pro-gun man. I like my guns. I I will always have something to say. I'll always be a critic of anything. There is nothing in this world that is that is free of criticism. If it's on earth, I will criticize it. So I would not sit back and say, let your guns be gone because of the will of the government. But I say, why? Why won't you even give it a chance? Hear what they're going to do. Why are you so hostile with the idea? The thought? Why won't you allow any change? Why are you so scared of any change? You didn't even hear the change. You don't even see how it would affect. How it would throw. What would happen? It's, it's not always supposed to be a tit-for-tat. Oh, this group didn't do it, and this group didn't do it. Well, why don't you? If it's the good thing to do, why don't you just do it? I try for myself. I can only speak for myself. I can't speak for any movement. So anyone who says, why don't this move? Why don't this move? It's not about what is ism. It's about you doing it. Because when you go, if you go to heaven or hell or wherever, you know what? No, if you go to heaven or hell, because you know, that's, that's why I believe God isn't going to be like, well, this group, they all go to hell. This group, it all goes to heaven. It's going, he's going to pick you out personally, and he's going to persecute you personally, not 
just solely based on the movements that you believed in, but because your actions and your inactions within that movement, that organization, and do life as a whole. You doing nothing, are you saying nothing about it? Are you being ignorant? Does not absolve you of a crime. You as a human being have to notice injustice, racism, bigotry. You as a human being has you have to notice these things. You have to notice mistreatment, hypocrisy, heresy. If you don't and you die, what are you going to blame it on? You can't blame it on the Democrats. You can't blame it on the Republicans. You can't blame it on the KKK and you can't blame it on the Black Panthers. Your inactions kept things alive. Your actions allowed things to, to proceed. God will notice if you tried. I'm not saying you you'll always get all the graces uh, proceedings in heaven. You'll, you'll be remembered for your actions. God is not a human. He never forgets. He knows all. Because he, he, that's God. And if you believe in him, like I know many do. I know many don't. Or many do. Why would you think he would forget that small act of kindness? Why would he why would he forget the food and the money that you gave out of the kindness of your heart? I do good things not because I, I think I'm gonna get brownie points from God. I do it because I know that I would want someone to do it for me. I do it for the most selfish reasons. Because I want my neighborhoods to be clean so they that I can walk around and I don't have to be skeptical of the black youth, of the Hispanic youth, of the white youth. I don't have to think these guys are straight thugs and, and killers and rapists and there's no way to catch them. I do it so I, I don't have to think the police can kill me and nothing will happen to them. I do these things because I am selfish. The most selfish person out of anything. Even when I volunteer, I am so selfish. And it's not bad. And it's not bad to be selfish. I am not going to sit by and let people speak ill of what's going on, turning a gracious moment to a tragedy. To those people that downplay this victory, I say unto you, experience hell by yourself. I wish that you remember the whole situation while you're experiencing that hell. And use that experience to come to your senses and appreciate to all the people in, in anger and anguish 
I hope that for the ones who are reasonable, the ones that are willing to learn, I hope God has mercy on you and shows you the right way. I hope you realize that peace should be attempted to give to everyone. And if people are denying that peace or angry about that peace, you hear them and you ask them, why do you not like this peace? And you truly try to hear them. Not just say something and I'll debunk it. Hear with their hearts, their feelings, their and the facts that they have shown. Understand that they will not always want to be your friend, nor should you always want to be theirs. You should never strive in this world to be everyone's friend, but you should strive in this world to be a good person that tries to help the innocent, the good, the caring. You know, I said the innocent. And I said the good, but those are two different things because not every good person is an innocent person. Not every innocent person is a good person. It's, it's time. It's time for unification. It is time for healing. But it's also time for condemn, condemning. It's time for persecution. It is time for a jury. You had knowledge. I am not God. I will let God sort that out. But I will judge you on your actions while you're on earth to other people. People way too long decide that because they're in a group that believes what they believe in, that their actions are morally just and right. But as we've seen with the election, there's multiple people. There are people who believe morality more than economics. There are people that believe in economics more than morality. There are people that believe that they are morally just and right. There are people that believe in nothing. I don't want to up and leave and go into any place that believes exactly what I believe in. I want to go into a place, and if I, I not the, I, they don't necessarily believe in my ideals, still treat me still listen to me, still care for me, treat me with respect, the respect that I deserve from my actions that I have, that I've done, the respect that I have earned. My name carries weight. My name shows I've done something. It is not my father's name, nor will it be my son's name. My son will never use my name to get somewhere. At least I hope. And if I see it, I will shoot it down. He will use his own name. And if he diminishes it, that will be on him. I will use my own name. The name that was lost to me long ago. 
and use this new name that I was given, though I don't find that much respect in it. As long as it's the name that I decide to bear, I will use it and I will show the respect within it. And you should know respect. Just because you can beat me up does not mean my words are wrong. Just because you can kill me does not make you right. Just because you can attack me does not make you the hero. Just because a mob tells you you're justified does not make you right. It's about the people. It's about the actions when people are calm and people are rational. It's the actions of the oppressed, of the victims that warrant who is right and who is wrong. Acknowledging your hypocrisy is one thing. I'll acknowledge that sometimes I say things that seem so radical and yet I'm I'm asking for unification while also speaking of condemnation. I know that I speak crazy. But one day you're on top and another day you're on bottom. You go to a new place and they don't believe in the same things you believe in. Are you no longer right can you no longer live there? No. I don't even believe you can convert anybody. But as long as you speak from the heart and you remain true, and you remain without those sins, and you remain open-minded and willing to understand your own shortcomings when you're your harshest critic and your greatest lover to yourself, that is when you can decide and speak on others. When you can walk away from a fight, an argument, a disagreement, whatever you, you might call it, and you don't even feel an ounce of regret, anguish, uh, rage in your heart. When someone says something bad about you, when someone rings up and and a sketchy part in your time. When you can look them in the eyes, listen to their full conversation, listen to them laugh at you, and go on with it throughout your day. That, to me, says you have learned something that you can now judge others. Because they have judged you, because they have seen you, they have saw your, your deepest, darkest moments, the moments that embarrass you. And you don't let those actions define your actions now. If you've been rejected before, it doesn't mean that your political agenda is wrong. They like to dehumanize you. Those are tactics that have been there to dehumanize you, to demotivate you. But don't let that be. Don't let that be. Stare it in the face. It shows them that they're and that you're not scared of it. You embrace those moments. You're not proud. You're not happy. But those moments happen. They're a part of you. 
And when they realize that you, they cannot weaponize it, hit them with facts. Again, hit them with kindness. Hit them with love. Keep hitting them. When they try to enrage you, keep hitting them with the facts. Remember, it's still, still also, if they put their hands on you, that's, that's fair game. But when they try to make you seem like you are dumb, show them how dumb they are. Do better. Do greater things. And watch how they stay and stick. And watch how they bash and never control. And even when they got quote-unquote successful, see how that success really is. How many miracles do they have every day? How many miracles do they accept and tolerate in their life? How many times do they try to bash and destroy others' dreams? Prevent those dreams from coming true just because they know that their dream can never come true. It's hard to look on the other side. It's hard to look further beyond because our vision can only take us so far. But I trust me. The world is not that black and white. Yet the world is not that gray. The world can be very easy to see, but very hard to understand. You just don't know what you're looking at. Sometimes it takes perspective. Sometimes it takes multiple perspectives. Sometimes it takes you getting to the end to truly understand something. Sometimes you know it all along, and you're just trying to maintain knowing it. That is life. That right there is life. Use this time. Use this time wisely. That's all I gotta say. That's the only reason. Use this time wisely.